The Giant. Thinkers. Giant Thinkers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Ram Castillo, and in this podcast, I'm bringing to you top experts from various industries worldwide to learn from their success and to help us become better designers, creatives, and giant thinkers. Hey, Giants, Ram here. Welcome to episode number 89. Of course, Happy New Year, wherever in the world you're listening in. I wanted to release a few solo episodes to kick off 2022 Now, if this is the first time you're tuning in, thank you so very much. This podcast explores the decision-making of people who have been exposed and have had proven experience at a world-class level of specialization. It is my deep belief that giant living requires giant thinking. And if you resonate with that, you might enjoy the portfolio of guests we've had on the show from Kelly Slater to multiple Shark Tank investors to gold medalist Olympians to musicians, designers, creatives, founders, and leaders of all types, from organizations such as Nike, Deloitte, Visa, WordPress, Creative Live, VaynerMedia, and even the White House. In this particular episode, I'll be sharing how to get unstuck in four steps. Now, a quick note from me, if we aren't connected yet on Instagram, I invite you to follow me on there. My handle is the Giant Thinker, as I share daily posts and stories on helping decision makers, business owners, and leaders get unstuck lightning fast through human-centered design methodologies, creative strategies, digital marketing, and branding. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on that handle there, the Giant Thinker. All right, let's dive in. Today, I'll be speaking about decision-making. The idea I'd like to invite you all to explore is this, that the biggest and best decisions happen when objectives are interrogated, criteria is curated, and obstacles are dismantled. Now, what I shared to you just now is a decision-making framework that I've been teaching for years. I've coined it the lightning bolt method. And the lightning bolt method is a series of questions within those sequential frameworks, um, those buckets designed to access empowered and informed rapid decisions. And I created it in an attempt to make the complex simple. Because on one end, there's often options overload, prioritization challenges, analysis paralysis, On the other end, there's feelings of not knowing what options are on the table at all, not knowing what makes up our decision-making compass, and feeling sometimes completely lost. I'll be going through four steps on how to get unstuck to reach your biggest goals. That includes going through the lightning bolt method and some other tools to help us navigate our way. So feel free to grab a pen and pad handy to be fair, if, if we didn't feel stuck, I'd question if those goals were even big enough. So let's start with some shared vocabulary here. There are many types of stuck. There are many types of ways to get unstuck. Firstly, we must acknowledge that word unstuck, that it only exists because its opposite exists. There's no light without darkness. We know that. 
There's no calm without chaos. And there's no triumph without challenge. So here's a question. Now get ready to unmic and blurt one word out, okay? This is just you and I, I in the room here. <laughs> when I feel stuck, I feel what? Come on. Unmic, just say the word. When I feel stuck, I feel what? What comes to mind? Lost, hopeless, depressed. depressed. What else? Come on, get it out, get it out. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Don't overthink it. Boom. Right, there was a lot there. Overwhelmed, stressed, afraid, scared, lost, confused, worried, hopeless, someone said. We can't feel safe without feeling unsafe. We can't feel clarity without feeling confusion. We can't feel courage without feeling fear. Now granted, there are degrees of this. We certainly don't need to touch fire or a hot pan to know it'll burn us, but we can get close and know that it's hot. A rhetoric question here, but an important rhetoric to prime ourselves. Does being stuck have a purpose? Yes, absolutely. Is being stuck necessary? 100%. So the first step of four that I'd like for us to explore, and it's just you and I here, like I said, in dialogue with a few hundred other friends, it's to acknowledge that being stuck has a purpose and is necessary. And when we say acknowledge, it's not passive. We're shifting. Shifting from resisting, not to sitting on the fence, but from resisting to embracing. Because being stuck is designed to teach us the lessons we haven't learned yet and is necessary to filter out the small amount of people who are ready from the large amount of people who are not ready. Ready for what, we might ask ready to undertake the responsibility of what we become after overcoming the challenge. We become more and we pay with vulnerability, the vulnerability to try and we pay with the humility to keep going. One of my dear friends and mentors, Debbie Millman, she is well known in the design world. In fact, she owns the largest and, and uh, longest running and first running design podcast. I think it's 13, 14 years now in the world. She's the head of uh, design at uh, New York School of Visual Arts. And she once said to me, I was sitting with her and she said, Ram, the longer it takes, the longer it'll last and the more prepared you'll be for the success when it comes. I'll say that again. The longer it takes, the longer it'll last and the more prepared you'll be for the success when it comes. So that first step we've just taken, great job by the way, we've acknowledged that being stuck has a purpose and is necessary. We must start there. We are starting there. We need a baseline. We don't know where we're going if we don't know where we currently are. If we don't accept that being stuck has a purpose, then we become a powerless victim. That whatever is getting you stuck has power over you. No, 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 no. We have the choice to choose how we respond. Therefore, we have power over it. The second step of four is 
to create space. The more space we create, the more options we have. The more options we have, the more paths we have to progress. There's many ways to climb up that mountain. The more paths we have to progress, the clearer our hearts and minds are to make empowered and informed decisions. Now, caveat, having too many options can also get us stuck. But of the two, it's a good problem to have. Feeling like we don't have any options is a dangerous place to be. Celebrity chef Anthony Bourdain died by suicide on the 8th of June, 2018, 61 years young. Luxury fashion designer Kate Spade suffered from depression and also committed suicide three days before Anthony Bourdain on the 5th of June, 2018. She was 55 years young. Robin Williams, American actor and comedian. Such a talent. Wow. He died from suicide on the 11th of August, 2014. 63 years young. Heath Ledger, Australian actor, died from drug overdose. 22 January, 2008. 28 years young. And of course, who can forget English singer and songwriter Amy Winehouse. She died of alcohol poisoning on the 23rd of July, 2011, 27 years young. May they all rest in peace. All incredibly talented, hardworking, no doubt, pioneers and highly respectable and credible in their fields, who all perhaps, now we don't know for certain, but possibly, possibly, felt that they didn't have any other option but to tap out of life. Options breed hope. So take a moment, take a breath, create space. Anyone here ever been caught in a rip in the ocean? It's, it's pretty scary if you have. We've got a lot of beaches here in Australia. So I've had my fair share of being caught in a lot of rips. One of the strategies we're told is to swim sideways, sideways breaststroke, to control our breathing, to, to cut across the water, to not exert too much energy. One of my therapists asked me many years ago when I felt like I was drowning. She asked me, instead of madly swimming to try to get to the shore, and instead of trying to tread water, my therapist asked me, could you just float? And I'm like, float? Why the bloody hell would I want to do that? She said, float on your back, look up at the sky, and stop resisting for a moment. Knowing that, the ocean will highly likely bring you back to shore eventually. Could you sit with the fear and simply observe? Might you even enjoy the space that's been created? Wow. What a reframe. So the first step is to acknowledge that being stuck has a purpose and is necessary. And the second step we've just covered is to create space. The third step of four is to choose our strategy. For example, our strategy might be to try to figure out the solution yourself. Alternatively, 
we can connect with someone who has already overcome the challenge that we're currently facing. One strategy might be to increase the quantity or we can decrease the quantity and just focus on quality. One strategy is to go fast or we can exercise patience and go slow. Many of us might have seen Squid Game, right? It's on Netflix. There was this one scene. Now, don't worry, it's not a spoiler. I'm just going to name one of the games. But there was one game on Squid Game where the players had to group together as a team to play tug of war. All the physically strong got together, naturally. And some people familiar with each other got together. And then there was this mixed bunch, men, women, young and old. In fact, this mixed bunch had the oldest player, although he was physically you know, on the lower end of, of strength, he was probably the weakest physically. He was mentally the strongest and most wise. He had life experience and insights to share. The strategy which the older wise man shared was simple. Point your feet forward, hold the rope near your body's center, pull the rope with your back lying down and your head facing the sky. Hold this position for as long as possible until the opponent tires. At which point, the whole team should start pulling in a rhythmic movement. The thinking of this strategy can be applied to multiple areas of our lives. Okay, can we utilize our resources more effectively? Not efficiently, effectively. The pragmatic Tim Ferriss often says, efficiency is doing things right. Effectiveness, which is what we want, is doing the right things in the right order. When something is effective, not only does it produce our desired result, but it does so in a simple way, using as little material, little wastage, little time, money, energy, effort as possible. So can we work together as one? The whole is greater than the sum of its parts, and we can use our strengths at the right time towards the right direction. That's a strategy. Now I've spoken in over 70 events around the world for Apple, for Herman Miller, the American Institute of Design, Creative Live. I've had 40,000 students take my courses. I've published two books, written over 200 blog posts and have had a top ranking podcast with over a quarter million active listeners. I've interviewed the likes of Kelly Slater, gold medalist, Olympians, Shark Tank investors, global heads of Nike, Visa, VaynerMedia, Squarespace, all within the last seven years. And I can tell you now, it is absolutely as exhausting as it sounds. But like with anything worthwhile, there is always a price to pay for any type of positive impact to occur. And usually it's the trade-off between being comfortable and uncomfortable. My journey is captured best by returning from the, the first USA, USA tour that I went on in 2014. I visited 22 cities in three months. And my mum asked me when I got back home, how does it feel? I said, it feels pretty good, mum. To which she replied, well, make sure you come back down from that mountain and share to everyone what you found. So I'm sharing that with you now. As exhausting as it can be to take action mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, we do what we do, whether we create, 
We serve, we sell, we strategize, problem solve. We do it because we believe that there is some chance that somewhere, someone could be positively impacted by our contribution. Now, here's the kicker. As someone who was the shortest in school, bullied pretty badly, I've shared this in a few stages, had my arm broken three times and had 16 stitches before the age of 11. Now, that does something to a kid. I was never the most wealthy, never the most athletic, never the most popular, never the most intelligent, never the most good looking. Somewhere along the way, I had to decide to help myself. The thing is, and listen closely. Giants, I hope you're enjoying this special solo episode this far. I wanted to pop in briefly at the halfway point here to put a spotlight on a platform that I've come to love since its inception. As you know, I imagine a world with more generous leaders and courageous problem solvers. And that's why I'm so passionate about design thinking, especially helping design better businesses and helping creative entrepreneurs. And one of the platforms to help us achieve this is an all-in-one web dev platform specifically for businesses, entrepreneurs, and creatives to achieve your vision. It's with Wix. I invite you to take your business online with Wix as they're the leading website creation platform that's got all the tools you need to create, manage, and grow your brand. Whether you're starting your online business or you've got a side hustle, you can design a site to showcase your brand that'll look great on any device. Join over 200 million people already using Wix's wide range of solutions to enhance their businesses, like ultra-smart SEO tools designed to get you found on search engines, faster loading times to create outstanding user experiences, and payment solutions to help you boost your revenue. Plus, with enterprise-grade security built into every site, you know you're in safe hands. You can manage everything from one dashboard on desktop and mobile, so you can be available anywhere at any time, in the office, at home, or on the go. I encourage you to take a look for yourself, take it from me, have a peek if you haven't already, or you might have a while back and consider revisiting. I'm quietly confident you'll be pleasantly surprised. Head over to wix.com and create your website today. That's wix.com and grab a website you're truly proud of and one that delivers the outcomes you actually need. Once again, that's wix.com. Let's now head back to this episode. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to get enough sleep. We don't have to eat right. We don't have to build meaningful relationships. We don't need to upskill. We don't have to work hard. We don't have to be successful in work or life, whatever version success means to you. We don't have to do any of it. It's all voluntary. Voluntary sacrifice. Voluntary discipline. Voluntary delayed gratification. Voluntary short-term pain for long-term gain and maximum impact. And this is why there's so few people that do great things. We don't have to do anything. It's voluntary. I've been speaking about standards to my mastermind group lately. Uh, we, got, we get together every month for accountability. And I've been reflecting on 
something that I shared recently, which is this thought here. It's easy to be inconvenienced when the bar of convenience is so low. We don't even need to leave our couch. Every, everything can be brought to us. Groceries, food. I had to fill up petrol the other day and there was like one car in front of me and I felt impatient. Being a champion is raising our bar, but it comes at a price and it is voluntary. Now in this segment, I said I, was, I chose to focus on decision-making because I believe that it is in the act of making better decisions that people and ecosystems truly move forward. I'll now share to you more about that lightning bolt method framework that I use that's worked well for me that you may want to adopt, but there are many ways, right? Uh, if you head to my Instagram, the giant thinker is my handle. I posted the diagram of it, okay? I'll, I'll also share some examples now of decisions I've made when writing, podcasting, speaking, starting businesses and investing. Now, we're up to the fourth and final step. Here we go. Let's choose our tool and execute. We've gone from acknowledging, step one, to creating space, step two, to choosing our strategy, that's step three, to now choosing our tool to get unstuck. So flash of the mic, if you've ever had a heart-squeezing, purpose-driven idea, a giant goal, Anyone, anyone had a, had a giant goal? Now, here we go. There was a part two to this. A giant goal that you haven't started yet, but you will in the future when the time is right, when circumstances permit and the ducks are in a row, right? You can all relate. We've all been there. Now, in my personal experience, the space between starting and not starting is a very small window. Mel Robbins calls it the five-second window. I call it the do-it-now window. In that split moment, we're free. After those few seconds, we're screwed. Logic sets in, our mind catches up with us, we begin thinking about the likelihood versus unlikelihood of something succeeding. And especially to the aspiring and established entrepreneurs in the room, gosh, we are famously good at reverse engineering outcomes, but the problem is we can map out a journey so far ahead that we don't start at all. And we can often get crippled by pondering. So I'll now share some practical advice that might combat any of that, plus any self-sabotaging demons in your head, likely the same ones that were in mine, that said you're not good enough, you're not qualified, you're not worthy. Because a big part of our belief is shaped by our upbringing and our environment, the people, the places, the things that we surround ourselves with. For instance, I, I was born in the Philippines. It's a third world country. We migrated here to Australia when I was eight months old. I mentioned all the things. I was never the most wealthy, never the most intelligent, shortest in school, all of that. My teeth were crooked until I was 18. I had bad acne. I had no social skills, always in the friend zone. The odds were against me. And despite this, thanks to my parents, mentors, and coaches, I've found that making faster and smarter decisions paired with persistence and good intentions, it does lead to positive impact. 
So back to the lightning bolt method, okay? So this framework has helped me in micro and macro decision-making from deciding what to cook for dinner, to, to business deals, to designing future transport experiences. It's a three-part sequence. Interrogate objectives, curate criteria, and dismantle obstacles. Interrogating objectives simply means questioning if your desired outcomes are in alignment with your minimum viable intent. Don't just identify the objective. You gotta interrogate it. What's the minimum viable intention of the thing? Curating criteria means being brutally honest with your non-negotiables. What are you willing to negotiate? And the third is dismantling obstacles, which is pulling apart that challenge. Break it down. What's the source of this? What's the root cause? So here's a few specific scenarios. You might be thinking, I want to finally write a book or start a podcast or launch a product. So where do I begin? What's the objective of these activities and artifacts is what I would ask you. The minimum intention is what? To be known and credible? Okay. What the heck does that mean? Follow that intention. Be known and credible to who? For what? What specific person is going to view this as credible or specific group of people? If it's money you're looking for, how much specifically? There are many strategies depending on what you want to do. Your strategy now even changes between wanting to earn 10K a month versus 100K a month versus a million a month. When I started the Giant Thinkers podcast in 2015, I interrogated my objective and arrived at two things. I wanted to, to improve my communication skills. Specifically, I wanted to become a better listener and I wanted to increase my confidence in managing my emotions better. So then we move on to the criteria piece for, for starting or launching this thing that you desire. Curate your criteria equals non-negotiables. Time, money, energy, what are you willing to negotiate? I have a client, they're two founders. They have a company that's like an Airbnb for backyards. And when they first came to me many years ago, when they, before they started this, they said, Ram, I said, I said, well, what are you willing to pay in, in exchange for getting this up to, to the level that you want? They said, oh, we'll do anything, anything. Put as much time, money, energy, effort, all of that. When we got down to the facts, they're both fathers of three kids each. They both work full-time jobs and they actually only wanted to invest 35K for the next three months. So we've got to check in on ourselves on what are you willing to negotiate? Then there's the dismantling of obstacles piece. What's the root cause of the problem? Is it internal or is it external? Is it a belief problem or is it a technical capability problem? Now we're getting somewhere. So that's the sequence of the lightning bolt method in action as an overview. Now, if you're truly stuck at writing a book or starting a podcast or launching a product, my simple advice is to create for your younger self. Scratch your own itch. What can you push downhill? Use your already established credibility in overcoming a problem that you've already solved. Another area you might be stuck. Okay, Ram, I've started, but how should, I, how should I edit or curate this thing that I'm in the middle of now? I started it, now I'm in the messy middle. I suggest that you look through these three lenses in this order. 
create for yourself. So let's say you're writing something, right? Your first book. That's a milestone right there. Great goal to have. But let's just use that example. So write for yourself. Just brain dump for crying out loud. Don't worry about editing yet. Write for yourself. The second sweep is write for your audience. And the third sweep is write for your critics. Another one. How often should I create? I'm stuck. I don't know what the frequency is. Guess what? Commit to the frequency that works for you. Podcasting. Entrepreneur on Fire. It's a daily podcast. Daily. 99 Invisible. It's a weekly show. I used to publish once a month, every month. And now I only do an eight episode season over two months in a year. I've recently subscribed to a podcast show where an average episode is four hours per episode, but it's published every six months. How about this? A recurring question I get. I'm scared of what people will think of me. To which I quickly ask, what about what you think of you? Because beyond fear must be the belief in what we're creating. The irony is, vulnerability is a competitive advantage. You become more human, more relatable. You know this. Now, one last example of being stuck that some may be experiencing. Is it worth bringing my ideas to life? When your idea moves from want to need, then yes, it's worth it. Giant Thinkers, my brand, was born out of blog posts. I needed an outlet to help others. Eventually, doors started opening, such as being invited to deliver the graduation speech at the design school that my parents couldn't even afford to take me to. Now, that's on YouTube for those that want to watch that. That was one of my highlight moments. Other things that have made it worth it, the thousands of direct messages of gratitude or giving advice to the student in Michigan who broke down when she said that she was visually impaired and she didn't feel that she had a chance or helping the graduate that never got a call back because she felt that her accent hindered her from getting a job. My mentors have become my friends. I didn't know it would look like all this, but it's, it's absolutely worth it. And you have your own story. You have your own version. To conclude, two very quick and important points. The first is, no matter who you are and where you've come from and what you've been doing, you are in pole position to make more meaningful impact. I've said in the past, don't aim to make a million dollars. Aim to help a million people. And the irony of that as well is that the money will come. But seek to serve first and everything will follow. The second thing is this. Ask yourself this question whenever you are stuck. Do you know how much future you have left? Do you know how much future you've got left? No, we don't. None of us do. Let's be ambitious here and say you live to 100 years old. Do this with me, okay? 100 minus your age multiplied by 12. That's how many months you have left. Now, the world data, including the United Nations estimate for global average life expectancy is 72.6 years old. For Hong Kong and Japan, it's 85 years. For countries like Italy, Spain, Australia, it's 84 
for Canada, it's 83. UK, it's 82. United States, it's 79. Mexico, it's 75. Philippines is 71. All right? Now do it again. Let's bring that 100 down to, let's say, 85. Let's say we're all living in Hong Kong and Japan. <laughs> 85 minus your age multiplied by 12. Statistically, okay, that's how many months are left. Mine went from 780 months down to 600 months left to live. My name's Ram Castillo. Thank you everyone for choosing to listen and for being here. If you have any questions at all, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is the giant thinker. We don't need to go at life alone. And I hope you don't feel alone. I'm here if you need me. And I know so many of you are there for me too. Thank you for listening, dear giants. I'm so grateful that you've spent this time tuning into this special episode to kick off 2022. And there's so much more coming. If you are enjoying these, one massive way to help keep the show going is to leave an iTunes review. If you head to giantthinkers.com slash podcast review, that's giantthinkers.com slash podcast review. It'll take you straight to it. I read and appreciate every single one and it helps get the show in front of more people who may need these stories and insights from our world-class guests and of course, these solo episodes that I'm sharing. Speaking of, the next solo episode, I'll be sharing about using design thinking as a problem-solving tool. I'll be breaking it down uh, in very succinct sections if you subscribe to the show on your preferred podcast app itunes of course spotify as well or others you'll be notified as soon as that goes live which will be next week for any questions regarding the podcast or anything at all the best way to reach me is on my instagram handle send me a message via the handle the giant thinker 